Hey, listeners, this is Marcia Epstein of Talk With Me in Lawrence, Kansas, on a sunny day in March in the wacky spring of Kansas 2018. One day it snows, one day it's sunny, who knows what's happening. But there is a cool event coming up nearby on Saturday, April 7th, and I wanted to make sure we got to talk about what was going on there and the organization that's involved with that event, because if you know Talk With Me, you know that my sort of definition is I live at, and this show is at, the intersection of art and mental health. And a lot of times the art we're talking about is writing. Sometimes it's painting, murals. Sometimes it's dance. Sometimes it's theater. Sometimes it's music. And oh, today, music is part of what we're going to be focused on, which is very cool. Um, I know music is really important in my life, and and I know people who who will use that phrase that they have a soundtrack of their life, different songs that really bring them back to other times and other experiences and how meaningful that is, and songs that help them at times that are rough. So today, I want to introduce my guest, Lexi Rodriguez, who has this program organization i'm not sure exactly what the right word for it is but this this concept called hope through headphones and a great event coming up in topeka kansas so lexi welcome to talk with me hi great to be here so tell us a little bit about i guess i want to start with with your do you call it an organization? Do you call it, uh, you know, what, what do you call your activity here? I don't want to misname it. So right hope now we are hope through headphones. Yes. And right now we're a student organization here on Washburn university's campus. Okay. So a student organization that was founded to do what? We, well, excuse me. We hope to use music to raise both awareness and education on mental health issues for our students here. Oh, where'd the idea come from, specifically to focus on music? That whole idea, you know, I grew up with depression. I ended up dealing with bipolar disorder, and music was the main thing that really helped me through it. it you know, music saves lives is something you hear a lot, and that really is so true. And so when we, you know, we're going all to, to all these concerts and we're feeling so safe and comfortable at these concerts or around these artists, it really pushes the idea that music is what helps people. It's a connecting. It's a learning. It's just really pushes people to be able to talk about what they are feeling on the inside. Uh huh. So, what what do you all do in terms of? Do you have a core group of people um, who are creating some playlists, some event ideas? What What are the activities of Hope Through Headphones? We our biggest activity so far was last semester. We actually brought a music therapist on the campus. And so she was able to talk about music therapy to everybody who came and even host a drum circle for all of us. Mm-hmm. But we like to do other things. You know, we like to have educational and formal meetings on different types of illnesses and how to help yourself, how to help a friend, as well as like open mics for people to just go out and be able to express themselves, different little video concerts, 
just as much as we can to get the word out for it. Uh -huh. Are you connected with any like departments at Washburn? We have been working with counseling services on a few things. We've been planning on having them come to our meetings, introduce themselves to our members, just trying to help them out in as many ways as we can. Cool. Do you make any connection with the poetry stuff that goes on in Topeka and on Westburn campus? Got some great people on the English department who are wonderful writers. Our faculty advisor actually is very connected in that poetry scene. He oh. goes out to different high schools and, you know, he teaches them how to express themselves in poetry. He's and working on that? a book right now for it, Dennis Etzel. Of course, I know Dennis. He's amazing. The wonderful <laughs> he is great. Poet. Yeah, and all about social justice, you know, and, and, and reaching out and openness. I mean, Gosh, oh, she's yes. an amazing person. Yeah, cool. I didn't know Dennis was part of this. Okay, cool. Yes. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people who listen to my show for the poetry will know that, that Dennis is somebody who I've had shows with. Dennis, probably the most recent one, was with Dennis and his buddy, Kevin Ravis, who's the current Poet Laureate of Kansas. They do a lot of performing together. That's very cool. All right. Because I, I know there's a lot of the same kind of stuff that happens. And and some of the poets who I've met who are in this area are also musicians. And, and they'll talk about the difference between writing song lyrics and writing poetry. That's not the same thing, but there there are some, some gifts that they bring and some similarity. And I will mention that. Oh, one definitely. Of, yeah. One of the things that I do each year on World Suicide Prevention Day which is September 10th, is I host an event called Words Save Lives. And that event has poets and storytellers and comedians and musicians and drag performers. Um, and it's one of those ways of getting people together, building connection, having people experience things through those performances that they relate to, you know, like you're talking about with music. You know, using those arts to help people know they're not alone. It's a huge thing, huge, huge, huge thing. Yeah. <laughs> and so what's this thing on the 7th, on April 7th? Because this is a big deal that you're doing. Yes. Um, this Saturday, we're having the mental music scene. And it is a large concert. It's all local bands. It's all bands from Lawrence, Topeka, Kansas City. And then there are two Tulsa, Oklahoma bands coming up for it. Oh. But we're having 13 bands in a drum line. And I know some of them are even tapering their set to sit along with mental health, playing songs, playing covers of songs, like being able to talk about it during their set, but just really showing how music has helped them. Uh -huh. And then in between the bands, we have four speakers to talk about things like suicide prevention and music therapy and other topics like that, just to keep the conversation about it going, but still in a fun, musical way. Uh -huh. Will you or somebody be talking personally about sort of what, what makes this music important to you? I will not, actually. I'm kind of staying on the sidelines for all of this. Okay. Is anybody but, else specifically doing that part, or are you thinking it's coming up naturally with the performers and the speakers? 
I think and it's coming up naturally. You know, mm-hmm. I did an interview with one of the performers, Brill Watson, and he was even in that other interview, he was talking about what kind of lyrics he was going to use during the show. And he goes, uh-huh. do I want to use some of the like, higher energy, build you up lyrics and songs, but you can't hide those dark, deep lyrics. You, you have to show them. You can't just hide them away. Uh-huh. And so I think he especially is really excited to talk and show how music has helped him, what he has felt, showing that through music. Yeah. So I know some of the artists are planning on really pushing that during their sets. Yeah, very cool, very cool. Back in the old days, uh, at, right after the first National Suicide Prevention Life, or, or what's called the, the Hope Line, um, 1-800-SUICIDE, when that started early on, um, and so that was around 2001, they started this concert tour that was a fundraiser for the, that first National Suicide Prevention Network, um, the National Hope Line Network. And it was the Plea for Peace conf, um, tour. It wasn't just a concert, it was a national tour. And the Warped Music Tour, some people know that one too. And it was this set of musicians, largely punk musicians early on, who did these concerts to raise awareness and money. And it was that that whole idea of artists helping out in that way because it's a personal thing. Oh, yes. It's huge and it's so beneficial for everybody. Mm-hmm. There was just recently a big like self-help festival like this that a big band put on in California just last month. Uh-huh. And then there is a nonprofit that I'm actually working a little bit with in Chicago called Hope for the Day. And they have little concerts like this all the time. They uh-huh. host just little ones throughout the whole year. Uh-huh. That's great. Because there is that thing about cre- creating space for people to know they can oh, yeah. be there, that that they are valued, you know, and also that it's fun, you know, it's cool hearing music, maybe even that you hadn't heard before, or hearing somebody that you know you really love their music, and here's another chance. I mean, it's it's great either way. It's really great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, h- how did you come up with the performers for this April event? Um, I personally know a lot of them. I reached out to a few of them, went to high school with them. I go to college with one of them. I just reached out to a few friends and asked if this was something they'd be interested in. Mm-hmm. And then I, if I, I'm not friends with people, I have friends who are friends with them. So I posted on Facebook, I'm just, you know, this is what I'm doing. Who wants to play? And mm-hmm. I ended up getting such a response that even with having 13 performances, I mm-hmm. still had to turn 10 or 11 down because yeah. we didn't have the time for them. Yeah. So I got so much of a greater response than I ever planned to get for this. Yeah, it's amazing how generous people are in terms of those musicians and, and artists who say, yeah, this is important. I know it's important. And yes, I want to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, very cool. That's great. And I mean, to have two bands traveling up from Tulsa just to play uh-huh. it. They're just so excited and passionate about this as well, but I just can't believe how far people are coming for it. Uh huh. There was That's one band from Dallas that I didn't meet them until after I'd already set up the list for it. Uh-huh. And even this band all the way in Texas were like, yeah, if we have known about it, we would have come up for it. That's cool. That's very cool. So 
I'm going to ask the question about whether, is this an outdoor event or an indoor event? It is outdoor, but I know it's going to be cold. Yeah. Um, we, we have a backup plan. Just uh -huh. in case it gets too cold, we're going to move into an indoor venue that's really close by. Mm -hmm. But we are still hoping that it will be sunny enough to make it nice outside. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, especially just with what we're talking about and the type of everything, we want it to be sunny. We want it to be outside and open, yeah. and yeah. we want that wide open area. Yeah. But we are looking into it. Yeah. How did you come up with April 7th in terms of when you were trying to figure out when to do this? How did you choose your date? We wanted to have it, we changed the date so many times, we wanted <laughs> to have it in early May. But uh, for us Washburn students, success week this week or this semester starts in April. So the only time we could have it in May, people would either be freaking out about finals or would be going home after finals. Uh -huh. And then April is a hard month just because of Greek life. There's always something going on every weekend. And so uh -huh. the only was supposed to be March 31st, but uh -huh. NCAA basketball. Yeah. So finally, we're like, you know what? April 7th is the day that has the <laughs> least going on. We're just going to try and shoot for that one and hope uh -huh. that it works out. Uh -huh. Who do you hope? And so far, it's going. Good, good. Who, who do you hope will be there? Like, is it mainly for Washburn students, or who, who do you see as the audience? We are really hoping to expand from just Washburn students. That was our biggest thing of why we wanted to have it at Lake Shawnee and not on campus. Uh -huh. um, we've reached out to a lot of high school students. You know, uh -huh. one of the bands has a couple of Washburn rural people in it. The Topeka High Drumline is coming. I got to go speak with my old teachers and their classes at Topeka High and Shawnee High. Uh -huh. And then some of the, like, people taking pictures and videos of it are out from KU. Uh -huh. So we are really hoping to expand to you know, other universities. I've talked to some friends at K-State about it. Uh -huh. And then, of course, just the younger, later 20s crowd that enjoys live music around here. Yeah. But really, we are just trying to reach out to anybody who enjoys live music and local uh -huh. talent and all that. Very cool. Do you imagine doing this kind of bigger event again sometime? I... Like <laughs> This was originally supposed to be a really small event, and oh. it just kept on growing and growing, and I learned so much just from still taking over it, even while it was growing, that I am ready to do it again now, more uh -huh. ready than I was before. Uh -huh. and I am already having people reach out about next year for it. That's just what I was going to say, is that from my experience, is that you'll have people who are ready to do it. They don't quite realize how much work it is to organize, oh, which is a yeah. whole different thing than performing. But oh, there yeah. will be people who want to do things. And and I and I have to mention, in case you don't somehow already know this, there's an amazing uh, spoken word slam poet on your campus, Matt Spezia, who's also a student at Washburn, who's got yes, national yes. recognition. And Matt, Matt is somebody who has performed in in my Words to Save Lives event each year and is very generous with 
supporting causes like this. So, you know, you might consider, <laughs> if you, you know, but on the other hand, he's somebody who's got a lot of, um, he's already got a lot of following. And so it's also really cool to be able to feature people who, and have them be introduced as, as great performers, you know, that people don't already oh, know yeah. so well. So it's, it's an interesting thing, but Matt's, Matt's pretty amazing. Um, so if you don't already know him, you might just kind of can find a way. Dennis certainly knows it. Yeah. I've talked to him once before and he loved, loved the idea of this. He yeah. was fully supportive of it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's cool. So I'm always interested in the personal side of things. And you shared a little bit about music and you, but I, I, I want to hear more about that with you and people who are part of this movement, Hope Through Headphones, you know, what, what personally, you know, what can you tell me a little bit, you know, I don't know if you're comfortable saying more of your story or just that, that why you wanted to, to sort of do this for other people to experience as well. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, you know, I, the kids are mean. I was bullied through middle school and high school. I ended up transferring schools because of it. But when you hear something that kids are saying so much, it does leave a very lasting impression on you. It can kind of just haunt you for the rest of your life. And I remember at one point just saying, you know, I don't want anybody else to have to feel the way that I'm feeling right now. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of carried on to Washburn of where I was just trying, you know, invite everybody, include everybody, be as nice as you can, Uh just try to really help out as much as you can. And, Uh you know, with Washburn finals, everything, anxiety is a lot of people get anxiety about their grades, about money. It's just everywhere here on campus. And I luckily, I figured out this year, I luckily found the best, best support system here at Washburn. You know, some of my closest friends are just very ambitious, motivated, helpful, genuine people, and they've helped me through so much. But I realized this semester that not everybody is as lucky as I am in finding Uh, those friends. And so those those friends are actually the officers of this organization too. Mm-hmm. And so we have people coming in as members that like, you know, this is the place that I feel the most welcome. And they just love everything that we're talking about, yeah. what we're doing. They love the atmosphere of our little group. And that's just really helped to continue to push it forward for it. Yeah. Do you know if this school year, non, excuse me, if this school year Washburn has active chapters of some of the mental health groups like Active Minds on college campuses or the NAMI student groups? Yes, yes. Um, I know Buddy Project was one that was really working on trying to get on-campus groups too and on-campus representation. Uh, the GED Foundation, a few of us are actually trying to go to the Active Minds Conference this year. We wanted mm-hmm. to go last year, but we found out about it too late. Uh-huh. So is yeah. there, are you part of an Active Minds chapter on Washburn? Is that what you're saying? I'm sorry, what was that? Are you part of an Active Minds chapter at Washburn? We don't have a chapter here. Okay. We're looking to them like for... Um, experience and what 
different kinds of things that they've done on campus, you know, through GED, Xavier University created a Let's Talk program to help out with their understaffed counselors. We're looking at those and being like, okay, what can we do that our idea is coming from these other ones? Like, uh -huh. how else can we create opportunities? Uh -huh. So we don't have any of those chapters here at Washburn. We have a To Write Love on Her Arms here at Washburn. Cool. So are they involved? Yes, they are. Um, they are one of the other student organizations that's really kind of hosting this event. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So at this point, to write love on her arms and hope your group would be the ones that exist on the Washburn campus. I know in Topeka there is a NAMI, National Alliance on Mental Illness, and people of all ages are welcome to participate in that, but you don't have a campus group right now. Yeah. Yes. Because uh, it's it's always great to 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 collaborate, you know, and to learn from each other like you're talking mm -hmm. about. You guys want to want to learn what you can from the Jed Foundation. You want to learn what you can from Active Minds. You know, you you want to do the things that are going to be really helpful, and that's that's really great. So, what do you study? What do you what's your major at this point? Nobody believes this, but I'm actually studying marketing. <laughs> okay. That's great. It's a great addition. Everybody yeah. thinks it's social work or psychology. Nobody thinks uh -huh. I'm a business student. Um, this probably helps you a lot in the organization of stuff. Yes, definitely. Because yeah. <laughs> it, it is, everything's complicated and everything's time consuming. My, my uh, experience is that, and when it comes to, pinning down artists about specific times and scheduling and those kinds of things that it, yeah. that process can, can stretch on and on. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. The kind of management and marketing behind it that I've been learning, like organization, all of that has been really helpful from my business classes. Uh-huh. How did like, you, I'm even, sorry, go ahead. I'm even in an organization and management class right now, and uh -huh. that professor has been helping me with all of this, or I'm in a business finance class, uh -huh. and he's helping me kind of learn about nonprofits and the money uh -huh. and financing behind a nonprofit. That's very cool. So in, in your area, in that area of studies, is there like an, an honors uh, paper that you write that you can... Kind of, you can do the real life version of I learned these things and did this thing and this is how these principles play out. <laughs> there is like they have Washburn transformational experiences, WTEs, uh -huh. and an Apier on. And Apier on, we like, do the project and then we give a presentation about it. Uh -huh. So that me and two of the other students that are working on this concert, we are both, all three of us are doing a group at the air on, and that's counting as one of the four WTEs that we can get. Oh. So we get a giant medal to wear when we graduate from it. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of funny. When when you say giant medal, I'm, I'm embarrassed to say, but I'm saying it. It makes me think of the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> And how, you know, how the cowardly lion and the scarecrow and the tin man, they wanted proof. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what we're getting. 
That's very cool. How did you choose marketing? How did you how did you decide that's what you wanted to major in in college? I actually studied health for a week, and <laughs> I passed out in the back of my human diseases class. Oh no! So I was like, yeah, I can't study health. I can't see blood. Okay. But at the time, I was working as a marketing and promotions assistant at a local radio station, oh. and I was in love, in love with what I was doing. I was getting uh -huh. to bring the fans closer to the music, getting to help uh -huh. bring artists here, uh -huh. getting to just talk about music. I loved it. Uh -huh. So I was like, what is the closest business degree that I can get to work with music? Very interesting. And then this summer, I actually have an internship at a Kansas City radio station for marketing and promotions. Cool. Which one? I'm really, um, 96.5 The Buzz. Cool. So I'm really working working that business degree around to be able to fit with music. Uh-huh. That's great. It's interesting the kinds of careers that can interface with that. Like, I have friends with law degrees who work for foundations of bands you know, and help with their, their, in essence, corporate giving and stuff like that, you know? And so it's, oh, it's yeah. surprised me, you know, it's like, I didn't think about that being the way somebody would use a law degree to, to connect, you know, again, art and mental health, music. Yeah, and health. definitely. Yeah. So lots of possibilities. What are your creative endeavors? Like what, what, what kind of things do you do um, in terms of like, do you, journal do you write do you draw are there things in that creative realm that are things that that you really do too i used to play music i uh -huh. used to do a lot for it you know i learned the piano and violin first and then i learned uh -huh. guitar started working with ukulele i have uh -huh. been singing for my entire life singing uh -huh. is my thing uh -huh. but Nowadays, I've really kind of taken more of the backstage. I do, I'm not good at it, but I do like drawing. And I've been working a lot on concert photography. Very cool. Do I you, love being a part of the concerts and capturing them. Are you familiar with the website livethroughthis.org? I am not. Okay, livethroughthis.org is a website and that was that is by Desiree Stage and Des started her photography work as a concert photographer that's what made me think of this live through this is her project it's a national project where she meets with people who have attempted suicide and want to share their stories and she is a person who's a survivor of suicide attempt and oh, she, wow. she takes these beautiful photos of them looking, you know, she gets them looking right at her. So when you go to the website, you pull up this page and there are all these amazing people, different looking people um, looking right at you and, and you click on somebody and then you get to read their story, the conversation they had with Des about their experience and the whole idea is to let people know, you know, if you are somebody who's affected by suicide thoughts, by suicide attempts, by self-harm, it's not shameful. You're not alone. And there are lots of people 
who understand and who want you to know that they they do have better times in their lives and there are different things that they might do that help them get there but it's this amazing project and and Desiree is is invited to um, present exhibits across the country so she's been in a lot of different places and continues to do that so okay. so her concert photography is what got her um, so jazzed about photography and then she started looking at things that were more personal you know it's like well how come I don't hear about people who've attempted suicide? Where are those people? And so she got more and more involved in that. And and this is her life. This is her passion at this point. Um, so yeah, that is so amazing. Who knows, yeah, who knows where you'll go with the photography too? <laughs> it's that thing to me always of this, you know, the way different different things can connect. You know, we might not think about oh, photography. Yeah. As, as a key in mental health, but indeed mm-hmm. it is. And, no, and also, there is. Yeah. Just a, another there's little one thing. photographer. Uh huh. Sorry. There's one photographer. She's my absolute favorite photographer, but she's up in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh-huh. And this year she really pushed herself to do to be more artistic and creative with her photography than she was before. Uh-huh. And so her photography this year is a lot of it is how she feels with her own mental health through photography and how she can express herself and talk about things. Uh-huh. And so, you know, she'll have pictures of some of her models suffocating themselves uh-huh. or a picture of a model hiding behind, like hiding her own emotions, just the way that she is able to show inner feelings through photography has absolutely uh-huh. amazed me. Mm-hmm. And the the thing that I was thinking about too, which is a different aspect of photography, is that in in looking at things, learning about things we can do that help us in terms of calming when emotions are really intense. One of the things that comes up a lot is the idea of mindfulness, of really being present in the moment. And one of the ways that some people do that, even though that may not be what they were thinking about, is is photography. You know, if you think about the concentration it takes you to be able to take a really great photograph, you know, you're focused on, in your case, that performer, if it's a concert photograph, you know, you're focused on that person mm-hmm. and wanting to catch a certain light and movement and maybe facial expression or whatever. And so you have to be fully attentive to what you're doing, which means that any kind of thoughts about, oh, I'm not good enough to do this. This is too hard. I'm, you know, blah, blah, blah. You you can't, you don't, your brain doesn't have room for those thoughts when you're really yeah. focused on creating that, that photograph. And so there's also that kind of a benefit personally to doing photo- photography, which which I think is really interesting. I, I, mm-hmm. I share a lot of articles about things that we can do that are helpful for us with, with emotions that are difficult um, on a Facebook page called Staying Alive, which is also the name of a support group that I provide for people who've attempted suicide. But, but I, that's in kind of where I, when I was, I'm always paying attention to what's something good to post on staying alive. It's like, Oh, this thing about photography, this is very cool. 
because somebody might go, ah, mindfulness, meditation, that's not me. But they might go, yeah, actually, photography is pretty cool. <laughs> there are lots of ways to do things. Yeah, that's that's really great. So with the variety of people who are on this this close set of you that, that are the main organizers of Hope Through Headphones, do most people identify as having some kind of mental health challenge? Actually, the main closest group, uh-huh. I, th- I think I'm one of the only ones okay. that has mental illness from it. Mm-hmm. The rest are just super super willing to learn about it they're wanting to go out and learn they're wanting to help um there are a couple that in this group that do have anxiety and work through anxiety and they want to talk about how they've been able to help themselves with that but most of the core group putting it on are just people that you know have learned from me and seen me go through it and just Mm -hmm. want to learn how to help Mm mm-hmm Okay. And so this is a huge learning experience for them as well because mm-hmm. they are learning and getting all of these speeches and just educational factors in it that they wouldn't have gotten otherwise. Mm-hmm. And that's a benefit too, as people learn more. That's really good. I know through NAMI, the, the statistics that's quoted the most is that at this point, about one in five people are affected by mental illness. And so that means that everybody knows people who are affected, whether they realize it or not. <laughs> you know what I mean? They, they may not have yeah. had that open conversation, but the truth is, yeah. you know, there, I can't remember who used to say this when it was, it was when the statistic was used was one in four, not one in five, but, but, but she had this little quote that basically said, you know, get with three of your friends. If it's not one of them, it's you. <laughs> Because that's what one of the So there's learning for people who are involved with the organization and and hopefully some learning with people who come. What kinds of things do you hope that the speakers, like you mentioned that you're having some mental health people who are speaking, what kinds of things do you mm-hmm. hope that, that people will get out of those talks? You know, one of them, is that music therapy and a lot of people when I first brought this I brought the same speaker to campus last semester Uh a lot of people didn't even really know music therapy was a thing they had no Uh idea that like they knew music helped them but they didn't know that there actually was a legit music therapy and a music therapist and Uh all that so having people learn that music therapy exists I'm really hoping that will be helpful to somebody there's the suicide prevention speech that I really hope will reach somebody. I'm really hoping that people will learn a lot from that. Who's doing that? Uh, Family Service and Guidance Center. Okay. Is it Steve Christenberry or somebody else, or do you know? Yes, it is. Steve's awesome. Steve is involved. We've known each other for a long time, and he's been so passionate about suicide prevention. Um, okay. That's awesome because I haven't even met him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's, he's an interesting guy with a long braid and a motorcycle and he's been working in mental health for so long and not everybody who works in mental health develops that 
interest and and passion in suicide prevention, which is confusing to me because it's that's been my work literally all my adult life is like we need to to do more and have people think that they just know what to do because they're a mental health person because the truth is this is kind of sad but true um in all those graduate degrees that people might get to become licensed mental health professionals or to become pastors whatever, those kinds of people who are supposed to be those helpers, they don't have to have any training related to reducing suicide risk. It's like, wait, how can mm-hmm. that be? But that that is the way it is in our country right now. There are a few states that require a little bit of training for mental health professionals, but uh, it's very little and it's not, you know, it's, it's not this consistently embraced thing. So, um, Steve, Steve is, is a gem. He is, he is passionate about this. So that's very cool that he's the one who's going to be one of your speakers. Yeah, that's, that is very cool. He knows a lot. He does a lot. He cares a lot, you know, and that's, that's a big, yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. There's something else that, because I'm always about like, oh, you need to know about this at some point, and maybe you guys can connect. There's this thing, it doesn't happen yet in Topeka, but it happens in Lawrence, that is a music experience for middle school and high school youth who are either female or trans or gender nonconforming. So it's not for um, cisgender male youth. It's for other youth, and it's called Girls Rock Lawrence. It's based on this international model, the Girls Rock Camp Alliance. And and the main activity that exists in Lawrence is there's a week-long summer camp. Uh, It's a day camp. It's not overnight, but a week-long camp for these youth to experience learning to play an instrument. Maybe some of them have never played. So so they they fill out the application, their scholarships as their fees, but their scholarships too. They they get chosen and they get assigned a certain role of um, guitar, bass, drums, keyboard, vocal. They get assigned to be in a band um, and some of the youth have never played an instrument before, and some of them have played since they were little kids. Um, and they're mixed, you know, by that experience as well as by their instruments. They learn to play. They work together as a band all week. They write a song together. They develop a band name. They create a T-shirt with a logo for their band. The week of five days of camp includes some different kinds of activities in addition to the music practices and that kinds of things. So things that are uh, about, you know, kind of becoming more aware and, and um, things about, let's say racism and sexism and genderism. And there there's stuff about, you know, body movement and relaxation. And there are lots of different things that happen. The camp ends uh, and the kids each get to perform at this event, like it's usually at Liberty Hall in downtown Lawrence. So there's that. They get to record a song for a CD. That's the, 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 that year's camp CD. 
there's all this stuff that they get to do. But the reason I'm bringing yeah. it up is because it's it's not called music therapy, but what happens is the youth that are involved benefit not just in the music way, but in the personal way. It's like you see the, that over the week of the camp, really close friendships are formed and confidence is built. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and, and I've said, you know, because I, I, I volunteer as a mental health helper for the camp. And, and it's been literally that you experience the first day of some of the youth who basically are talking as softly as they can to not be noticed, who then become outspoken and very, very confident and leaders in ways that, that maybe somebody didn't expect, you know? And some of the youth over the years, you know, there, there are some of them who become uh, bandmates for a longer time. One of the bands in this year's KJHK Farmers Ball is a band called MK Ultra that is a set of youth who connected through girls rock you know and now they have this band that they're doing great stuff it's like oh how cool is this anyway the (laughs) one of the reasons i mention it is because it's a volunteer staffed program so you mentioned that you've played instruments you've mentioned that that singing has been part of your your uh, musical performance you know well there are vocal coaches and band coaches and you know guitar coaches and so so people who are not cisgender male who want to help can also volunteer to help with the camp which is a cool thing and then you get to see this great benefit so there's there's a lot of amazing stuff that happens with music there's no question about that oh yeah yeah I'll say that one of the things that I've experienced in addition to that is I have a nephew with with autism that's very severe. And my brother, who's the dad of that, my my nephew, Daniel, it makes it easier if I use names, his, his dad, Harold, and actually our other brother, Rob, are in a band. And, and I was at their performance the very first time that Daniel, who was then about maybe 19 years old, um, that Daniel came because he has a great friend and kind of also somebody who helps with some of his needs as a person with a lot of symptoms, but really severe autism. So Shay talked to Daniel into coming to hear the band, which he'd never done before, even though his dad and uncle had been in this band for a long time. Not only did he come, but Shay got him up dancing to the music, which just was so amazing for his parents to see him enjoy this music. They'd never seen it like that. And to me, that speaks mm-hmm. to the power of connection and music. So, you know, Oh, definitely. That, there's, there's so much. And, and I'm bringing up these examples because sometimes people go, music therapy. I'm not interested in therapy, but it's like there are lots of ways that music is so powerful and so healing oh, yeah. and so inspiring that's really, really right. no it is it is very very helpful and it's yeah. like amazing what all music can do for a person yeah so how much do you listen to music in the course of your week with the things that you have to do how much is music in your life at this point 
and me and I'm hoping to work in the music career. Music has helped me with everything. Mm-hmm. Music almost really is close to my life at this point. It's uh-huh. school and music. <laughs> uh-huh. So are you listening to music a lot of the time? Yes. Yes. And I try <laughs> to really, really listen to local and smaller bands too. I'm always looking out for them. Uh-huh. I, I'm a you big know, supporting, fan local. Yeah, that's great. Yes. Yeah. You know, supporting smaller bands, it's just, you get to actually see in front of you, you get to watch them grow. Uh-huh. And it's just amazing how much they confidence they get just from people around the local area just supporting them. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a cool thing. And it's, to me, that I'm, I'm always saying, you know, spend some money when you have it, when you go to performances, when you, whether it's readings or music, you know, tip the tip jar if that's how they're collecting money, you know, and it doesn't have to be a huge mm-hmm. amount, but, but like realize that people work hard to create their music. They're practicing, they're writing, they're working together, they're working out through difficult things that happen amongst the band members when it's, you know, several people that are performing together. It takes a lot of time and the talent happens, for most people it happens over time. Yeah, I, I know a few people who really had some inherent gifts, there's just no question about it. They started off way better than most people start off. <laughs> and and mm-hmm. for most people, it's a lot of practicing and improving, you know, like other things that we do. So the amount of time that is represented in that, you know, 20-minute set or whatever is a huge amount of time. And so... Oh, Yeah. You know, when we can, you know, buy some music or tip the tip jar, you know, the things that that actually go back to that musician as well, that's Mm -hmm. a good thing to do. (laughs) So to remind people, you know, you are Lexi Rodriguez. You started this organization called Hope Through Headphones that right now is on the Washburn campus as a student organization there in Topeka, Kansas. You have this very cool event coming up on Saturday, April 7th at Lake Shawnee in Topeka, the mental music scene. Tell us again a little bit more about the events because I'm hoping that some people are going to hear this and Mm -hmm. that's going to make the difference between them going or not going. So tell us a little bit more. Yeah, again. You know, it is 13 bands, a drum line, and four speakers. There are so many people and artists coming out to support this. But the different bands are all sorts of music, different types of it, and they're all, like, changing their set, working with it to be able to talk about mental health or sing about mental health in Mm -hmm. their set as well. Mm -hmm. And then each of the in between some of the bands, there are the local speakers coming and talking about different topics for us. Mm-hmm. And the lodge next, the lodge in that area will be filled with resources from around the community. We'll have 
information as many places as we can. We have some representatives coming, and there are food trucks. And I mean, who doesn't like food trucks? <laughs> what kind of food are you going to have, Tina? Our two actual food trucks. One is very authentic Mexican, which I'm super excited about, and the other is a Hawaiian food truck, Noble House. Interesting. That food truck is also super passionate about this. They are very excited for this event. Are those Topeka-based food trucks or from someplace else? Um, the Hawaiian one is from Wichita. He used wow. to live in Topeka. Wow. And we have a little drinks and dessert truck, and that is from Kansas City. Wow. That's very cool. So people can buy food. And is some of the money from the event going to some kind of cause? Yes, it is all coming back to us at Hope Through High School. Uh -huh. And we're hoping to be able to split it back up partially, you know, a bit back to Family Service and Guidance Center, a bit back to Vallejo. But we really want to use that to try and create more programs mm -hmm. here on campus for our students. Mm-hmm. Which is great because there's always a lot that can be done and it does take some money to do cool stuff. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, yes. Just do it for us. Like, well, you know, we need some stuff to make this happen and there are price tags for that in addition to a lot of time. So that is yes. very cool. Very cool. Will there be, you're going to be doing your internship in the summer, so will stuff kind of go on hold until... Um, next school year starts after you do the, the spring semester stuff? We are actually working with Washburn Law students to become a full nonprofit. So oh. this summer, while we were not out doing a lot during the summer, a lot of us will go back home. We are working kind of behind the scenes to get that all finalized so uh -huh. that hopefully when we come back next year, we'll be a full nonprofit. Mm -hmm. And what would you what do you see as happening when you have that status? I am hoping for a lot of representation on other campuses as well. You know, wherever you are, the community and the resources are different. So I'm hoping mm -hmm. that KU has already expressed some interest in having like a branch of this. I'm hoping to reach out to more high schoolers, to be able to speak to high school students, help out with if they have any like um, college fairs or anything, have tables there for it. And I really, I'm talking with one of the professors, but I really want to set up just a small scholarship through this as well. Like not a lot, but just something to show people that like, you know, we notice that they're fighting. We notice that they're working hard. Here's how we can help. We see you struggling with this. Uh huh. And when you say struggling with this, what do you mean? Just like if, for our members who are in a group or a part of it, but you know, anxiety, a lot of that is taken away. A lot of the money is helped out by scholarships. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So just That's being just... able to help a student in any way that we can. Yeah. And sometimes it's that real practical assistance, like you're saying. I, I heard a piece on NPR just yesterday. They were talking about the stress on college students related to, you know, finances and and how that can affect people being able to eat healthy, can affect, you know, people's ability to have 
decent housing, you know, that, that there are a lot of things um, that are different for people who have fewer financial resources. And so sometimes sometimes it's about giving somebody a little help in that way. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. Well, it's very impressive that you said, hey, there is this need and let's do this thing. <laughs> yes. Really cool. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. I, I appreciate what you're doing and I know it's really Thank valuable. You. And I also know that sometimes people just learning that something's happening, even even if they don't contact, you know, maybe there's, you know, there are going to be some Washburn students who have read the, you know, articles that have been written in the Washburn newspaper, or people who saw the WIBW interview that you guys just did, people who, who learn about these things and they feel some comfort just knowing that that stuff is happening. You know, it's mm-hmm. really great. You don't always know who's who's kind of added some hope because they've heard about this kind of thing going on. You know, so it's 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 a huge gift, um, not only to your immediate community of Washburn students, but to everybody who hears about it. And and I always shout out to Huascar Medina, who's a friend, who's the one who let me know about the event on Saturday, about the metal music. Mm-hmm. Huascar, um, we first met because of his poetry, and he's another one who's regular and being part of Words Save Lives, and he acts, and he sings, and he dances. He's, he's oh, a yes. creative artist in so many ways, wonderful person. And so I, I thank Huascar Medina for letting me know about this, and, and that's how I connected with you, Lexi, and you were mm-hmm. amazingly responsive. It's like you were, you know, I, I message you through Facebook. Sometimes it takes a few days before somebody responds that way, and you're like, yes, let's do this, <laughs> which is very cool. I appreciate you're making the time. Um, and, oh, of course. Yeah, and hope for great turnout and lots more good stuff to come, including support, resources, you know, people helping make this stuff happen. And, and oh, yeah. people remember that, you know, when you help make good stuff happen, you feel good about that too. You know, it's, yeah. it's okay to admit <laughs> it, that it's a good thing for you, that there's, you could even say there's some selfishness about doing good stuff. You know, it's, it's, a, it's really great. It, to me, like when I think about ways that people can get involved helping each other, when when we're helping people with something and we also have some things that we're that we're struggling with it's so cool to know hey i've been able to help somebody too i'm not just asking for help i'm also giving help you know and and that's that's an important mm-hmm. thing that can happen through organizations like hope through headphones so all yeah. kinds of wins and and good stuff happening and again folks you can Find the information on Facebook. Um, there's information about the group, Hope Through Headphones, and information about the mental music scene, this event that is on Saturday, April 7th in Topeka. Um, there is a purchase tickets button on that site, and you can also, of course, buy tickets there. Um, and 
you want people to start being there at, at noon, as I recall. Is that right? That is when the gates are opening, yes. Yeah, gates open at noon, and that'll give a chance to hang out, see people who are there, have some conversations, maybe get some information, and be ready for when those musicians and speakers start doing the show. Cool. Well, I want to thank you, Lexi. It's been great talking to you. I I hope of that we'll course. stay in touch. You know, if there are ways that I can be helpful or encourage people to be helpful, sure want to do that. Um, I, I also um, want to acknowledge again Dennis Etzel Jr., who's you said the uh, the faculty person at Washburn, who's you're connected with uh, to do the the stuff that faculty people have to do to make a legit student organization. Couldn't have a better oh, person yeah. involved than Dennis Etzel Jr. Um, such an amazing person as well as poet. So that's that's really great. And I get to thank Daniel Smith, who's the producer of this show, because he's the <laughs> one who lets people hear what we've been talking about, and that's pretty darn important too. So thank you, Daniel. Any final words from you, Lexi? That is just about it for me. All right. So, folks, we hope that lots of us will be there at the mental music scene on Saturday, April 7th in Topeka. Thank you so much. And so long. Of course, thank you. Yeah, you are welcome. So long to our listeners.